You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to federal politics now after yesterday's by-elections. The leader of the NDP now has a seat in the House of Commons. Jagmeet Singh's victory will help reduce the discontent within his own party over his leadership. However, despite his win, the party's difficulties remain. But we always knew, we always know that Uchiman riding was going to be a tough riding. We always knew that. But when it comes to what people in Quebec care about, people in Quebec care about the environment. They don't like the fact that the Liberal Party and the Prime Minister just purchased a pipeline. That is not what they believe is the right use, the responsible use of our taxpayer dollars. Okay, well, Quebec is a big problem uh, because uh, the orange wave got them a lot of seats in Quebec. The NDP had held Outremont since 2007, uh, even though before that it was a long time liberal riding famously held by Pierre Trudeau. And a recent poll showed that if the elections were held now, the NDP could go down to one seat in Quebec from 15. And what would that do for the liberals? So to answer those questions and more, let's go to Tom Parkin, who is a political commentator and journalist and John McEtitian, a political consultant and president of Bradgate Research. Hi there. Hi. Hello. Hello, Tom. You go first. Uh, Well, I think the overall message for Singh last night was uh, uh, he was probably got the most positive. I mean, personally, he won. That was a big deal. Uh, You know, for the last four or five months, uh, you know, to be admitted into the pundit class, you pretty much had to say that uh, Singh was never going to win this thing, and he was going to lose, and then he was going to lose. It was all down, down, down. Um, and a lot of people, obviously, in the pundit class uh, should have handed in their, their membership card last night, because the guy won with 40%. So now the story has shifted. Uh, we're on to the story about uh, Outremont, because uh, because he did surprise people. He, he, he got the victory that he said he was going to get. Uh, now, So now the story shifts to Outremont, which is a, a challenge. Now, Never before, uh, outside of Tom Mulcair's years, has the NDP done as well as they did last night in Outremont. They didn't win. They got 26% of the vote. Uh, that shows that they got some work to do, but at least they have something to build on. And this is going to be the big challenge for Singh now. He's got to pivot to Quebec. He's got to rebuild those connections. He's been busy out in the west coast of Canada for months now. Uh, he hasn't even been outside of uh, Vancouver for, for two months. He's been locally campaigning. So now he's got to turn his attention. He'll be heading there next week. Uh, there are, as he, as we heard in the clip, there are issues uh, on which he can connect. The issue of environmentalism, making our climate goals, pipelines that connectors by and large do not agree with. Uh, there's the issue of uh, cultural, uh, you know, uh, cultural industries, Netflix taxation, not, not such a big issue in Ontario, but in Quebec it is actually quite the burner. Uh, and, you know, this whole SNC-Lavalin uh, scandal uh, has come into the, the Quebec political culture, and it, it, uh, it points to, um, I, I think, you know, a debate which will be quite interesting for him to enter into, and generally for the Democrats to enter into, about the issue of liberal corruption 
and uh, with powerful corporations in Montreal. And, and if, uh, whether whether people are people are supportive of that in Montreal, I think not. I think they're probably rather fed up with that being the narrative about their city. Well, uh, a lot of people would say that actually that whole issue plays very, very differently in Quebec. So I'd like to bring in John McEtitian. Uh How do you read the NDP's prospects now that Jagmeet Singh has won? Um, and uh, what are they up against in Quebec where they now have 15 seats? But, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't look good going forward. Well, I think it's last night was good news, bad news for him. The uh, good news was that he didn't lose, and the bad news was that he won. Um, you know, or did he? When you look at the results and you look at the, how well the NDP uh, did, uh, only because the Greens weren't there. If the Greens had been any kind of factor at all, he might not have won. And that's where the you know the only place where the People's Party. Uh, showed sign of a heartbeat. Um, if they had not been a, um, um, you know, if they hadn't been running a candidate and the Greens had, there's a good chance that Jagmeet would have lost to a conservative. So his prospects, especially when you look at how poorly they did in the other two ridings, and, and let's be fair, a liberal riding and a conservative riding. So there was never supposed to be any kind of orange ripple, let alone a wave. But when I say that he lost last night, uh, or, you know, the bad news for him is, when you look at his performance since he's become leader, he has been abysmal on almost every single uh, policy, on every statement he's made, on his public speaking. Uh, and I agree with Tom. The route forward for them is pretty clear. The, the big question is, can he can Jagmeet execute? And now we're going to find out because there is nothing more grilling than Ottawa's media. I mean, we, we have a scrum that'll eat you up every single day, and he's gonna, he can't hide from it. He's gonna be there now, and he's either gonna flourish, or he's gonna be dead within two months. Okay, I'd like to give the numbers out again. I'm wondering what our audience thinks. Is he gonna be dead within two months, or is this his time to shine? And, uh, what is the impact going to be on everything else? Those numbers, of course, 416-360-0740 and toll-free 1-866. 744-740. And I'm just looking at a brand new Angus Reid poll, which says that because of the SNC-Lavalin scandal, the Conservatives have pulled ahead in polls ahead of the Liberals. So the Conservatives with 38% and the Liberals with 31%. So, Tom, um, what does this mean? I mean, uh, if uh, the Conservatives are running ahead, but if you guys uh, kind of uh, can't hold on to your base in Quebec, that's just good news for the Liberals, is it not? Well, uh, you know, those are a lot of what-ifs, and that's exactly what politics is about, trying to take advantage of the opportunities that you have. The New Democrats, I mean, they're not a corporate insider party. That's that's the that's the premise of the New Democratic Party. It's a, not a comp- not run by insiders like the friends at SNC Lavalin who give a hundred thousand dollars in illegal donations to the Liberal Party, and before that gave uh, lots of lots of money uh, to <laughs> to to uh, the Conservative Party. You know, the whole premise of the New Democratic Party is that it's supposed to speak for people. It's supposed to take the side of people who need health care, not big pharma. Supposed to take the, the side of people who need housing, 
not uh, developers. It's supposed to take the side of the workers at GM, not GM in, in, in Detroit. This is the premise. It is always, always, always a tougher time uh, to be a new Democrat because you don't just get to stand on the, uh, the hill of power uh, and uh, just do whatever the powerful like. That's, that, there's no other way for the new Democratic Party to be because it, it's fundamentally premised on these ideas. So, you know, when you have two parties who are vying to see which one will, will have the, the, the most favor of corporate Canada, then, uh, you know, they're, they're both going to turn their guns on the NDP whenever uh, they start to show some, uh, some growth. Uh, I mean, that's just, we saw that in Ontario where the Liberals turned their attack on the NDP and uh, helped the, the, the Ford Conservatives get in. So the dynamics of how this works is about trying to find progressives in Quebec who understand that having a democratic country, protecting the things that are valuable to us, that those progressives in Quebec are joined up with progressives around the rest of the country. That is the challenge. That is the thing that Jack Layton was able to achieve that never was achieved before. Uh, and there is still a base on that, as we saw last night in Neutramal, there is still a base for that, <clears throat> despite some inattention to it over the last couple of years. And this is what Singh has got to work on in the next months to really start bringing, bringing those, uh, those two pieces of progressive Canada together. If he can do that, you know, he, he can do very well. Uh, John McEtition, the Conservatives seem to be coming on, but does the NDP weakness in Quebec kind of thwart that? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge concern. There'd be, there's, you know, the only people who want the NDP to do better than the NDP or the Conservatives. <laughs> exactly. Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, if the NDP were as strong as, as they've been almost, en- almost under any leader in the last 20 years, then the Liberals would be done already. And we'd be looking at a conservative government and potentially an NDP uh, opposition. But as it stands, I mean, if you were to go, uh, uh, if Elizabeth May does a great job of recruiting candidates and running them across the country, and uh, the BC results are indicative of anything, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, the NDP could fall into fourth place. Uh, now, that would be a big leap, but that just shows how how tenuous all these numbers are, right? They're all by-election numbers. Uh, whenever poll comes out today, they're all meaningless and, and you know, really tomorrow, let alone in, uh, you know, by October. So we're a long way before this thing is over and anything can happen. Okay, let's take a call from Sharon in Hamilton. Hi, Sharon. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. You're on the air. Go ahead. Um, who's going to, you know, the NDP, the NDP, the NDP. Is there anybody gonna gonna get put out, put out of the party because of the scandal? Which scandal <laughs> are you talking about? Um, the one that was on yesterday. Oh well, that's uh, that's a liberal scandal, Sharon. Uh, thanks for your call. Um, yeah, I, I. Tom, would you say that the SNC-Lavalin scandal is is going to have any impact on the NDP's numbers? Well, uh, I, I think so. I mean, again, this is, you know, <laughs> that is all speculation. But what we have seen is an erosion in the trust with Mr. Trudeau, and I think a realization baking in that 
Mr. Trudeau was not a for the people kind of guy. Uh, the real story is that he's, you know, he, he has his favorites and he gives them favors. And the friends and favors approach of the Liberal Party, I think, is very well exposed in the SNC-Lavalin scandal that he would intervene on behalf of a very powerful corporation to try and get them off the hook for a corruption charge, um, passing a, spe- a special piece of legislation just for them, lowering the penalties just for them, and apparently even going to the point of intervening, possibly obstructing the Attorney General in the prosecution of this company, a company that had given $100,000 in legal donations to the Liberals, I think it paints a picture of the Liberal Party as being the corporate insider party. And, and when people move, aw- you know, move away from the idea that Mr. Trudeau was supposed to be about sunny ways, he was supposed to be about re- returning democracy to people, I think it gives a huge opening to uh, people who uh, care about this country and don't want it, you know, don't want it to be turned into uh, you know, another country uh, that's just you know, run by powerful interests. So okay. I think there's a huge opportunity in this scandal well, for, Tom, for the NDP. But Tom, it, it, with due respect, while there's a great opportunity, last night's by-election would say then you have to explain how the NDP, given the huge gift of Lavalin, failed totally and completely to have a reasonable showing in that by-election, and the, the seats returned to the Liberals. Okay, hold that thought, people. Guys, guys, we have to take a break. So please hold that thought. Uh, Also, I'll give out the numbers again. Uh, If you uh, people in our audience have an opinion on Jagmeet Singh's victory, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we will be back with Tom Parkin and John McCutishan after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with John McCutishan and Tom Parkin. We're talking about the NDP's showing last night and what it means to the whole picture on federal politics. And just before the break, we were getting into it. John was saying that um didn't look great for the NDP because they should have done better. And Tom obviously disagrees with that. Tom, go ahead. Well, I was just going to point out that, you know, the Conservatives actually were probably the big losers on the night. They did maintain their York Simcoe seat uh, with a small increase in vote. It's a it's a core Conservative riding. They uh, were third in Burnaby South, where uh, they, they were very clearly a third in Burnaby South, whereas in the past, it was uh, last election, it was a three-way race between the NDP, uh, Liberals and Conservatives. And they ran fifth, fifth. In, in Utremont. Now, given uh, exactly the dynamics that we talked about, that you know Quebec is 24% of the Canadian population, um, that kind of weakness, running fifth in a in a downtown Montreal seat, is uh, is a bad is a very bad omen to Mr. Shear, uh, and I don't think he can afford to completely write off uh, Montreal or Quebec. So the the issues of of Quebec and the rest of Canada, but let's focus on Quebec for a second, are, you know, is about right now pipelines and, and, and carbon uh, emissions. These are very important issues. 
as as John mentioned, we saw some strength with the Green Party, and that's part of that reflection. Uh, we we've seen the SNC Lavalin scandal. The Liberals line on that is it's okay. Uh, we should um, kind of build a business model for our economy around letting uh, corporations off the hook. That's that's kind of been his uh, stance in the last few days. Um, but I think that a lot of Quebecers are pretty fed up with that approach because that's been something they've uh, lived with for a long time. They've defeated a lot of politicians over exactly those kind of issues of, of liberal corruption in Quebec. Um, and, and if uh, Singh can motivate... Uh, you know, the group that is sick of that same old back, uh, you know, backroom kind of politic, get them strongly moving in his direction. I think he's got a lot of opportunity. Okay, let's hear from uh, Chris. Well, let's just take a call. And the Western Canada, he's got something going. Okay, let's just take a call from Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi, how are you today? Fine. You're on the air. Um, Go ahead. um, It's kind of a side issue, perhaps, to what you're talking. The Lavalin affair. Everybody seems to not remember. They need to remember how many people Lavalin employs. I think that's what Trudeau's been trying to balance out. He doesn't want the company to somehow go under and lose a lot of jobs for people, wherever they are in Canada. I don't know where they're concentrated, maybe in Quebec, I don't know how many jobs would it be involved. 9,000. That's a lot of jobs. It's a lot and of jobs, and it's uh, Quebec, Inc., so you think, uh, uh, I would say a lot of people in Quebec are echoing your sentiments, Christina. Well, I, I, it just doesn't seem to be part of the discussion. It's more a gossip item, like about what's going on in Ottawa, about Lavalin and the former AGG. I just you know, <laughs> it is it is part of the discussion. Christina, thanks for your call. Uh, we're kind of uh, running out of time here, so very quickly, thirty seconds each. John McIntyre. Well, just uh, with all due respect to what Tom's saying about the opportunities of the NDP, if we're looking at uh, facts, which would be last night's votes, you can make the argument that uh, at forty percent, uh, the Liberals had their uh, second biggest. Uh, corruption scandal uh, validated as something that uh, isn't nobody's upset about in Quebec. So I, I don't think we want to draw that conclusion, but I'm uh, but it gives you pause that you could go there because ha- almost half the voters voted liberal despite the biggest uh, corruption scandal in, you know, since the last big liberal scandal. OK, and Tom. Well, a couple of important things to remember about SNC-Lavalin. This is a company that uh, really focuses on uh, ownership and construction on, of public assets, of public services. So when the government of Canada, the province of Ontario, etc., gives a contract out, there's a contractor, SNC-Lavalin or another, gets those jobs. Those jobs weren't created by SNC-Lavalin. Those jobs were created because of public spending. When you drive across the 407... Uh, every kilometer that you put on, Tom. Tom, we're running out of time. <laughs> goes, goes some of that goes to SNC Lavalin. So the the Highway 407 doesn't disappear if SNC Lavalin doesn't disappear. This is not necessarily the greatest company, and I think uh, people should understand its uh, its role. In, in politics. Okay, thank you both, Tom Parkin and John Mikatishan. Appreciate it. Cheers.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 